We didn't exactly believe your story, Miss O'Shaughnessy. We believed you $200. You mean that... I mean you paid us more than if you'd been telling us the truth and enough more to make it all right. Good morning, and welcome to episode 339 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh. I hope your weekend was wonderful, Ben. Um, it was, thank you. I did not ask if it was wonderful. <laughs> now you know for sure. Uh, so I want to talk about um, the Alex Rodriguez uh, piece in New York Magazine. New York? New York Magazine. Um, but... Uh, first, I wanted to ask you: uh, Did you see the um, the Denver Post piece on the Rockies' finances? I was just looking at that uh, right before we we started. I saw a I saw an excerpt from it, and I opened the article to read the rest, but have not yet read the entire article. Oh, good! Don't don't look don't look at it. I, <laughs> I have I want I want to ask you to guess a couple of things. Okay. So they actually have a uh, line by line accounting of, of where they spend their money. They have $170 million in revenue. I saw, uh, I saw the percent devoted to payroll. Yes, exactly. So half goes to payroll. So that yes. leaves 80, uh, that leaves, in this case, it leaves $88 million. Um, and so I just wanted to get your sense of, of what you thought they spent on a couple of things. So um, how much do you think they spend on minor league player development? Uh... Well, I remember a recent Russell Carlton article where he said that teams spend twenty million on uh, on average on. <clears throat> I I thought he said, I thought it was minor league development. So I guess I'll, I guess I'll guess that. Well, it is ten million. Although there's twelve million for draft bonuses and international signings. So it's conceivable that Russell was saying that. Uh, yeah, although then that a... would mean. Yeah, but then that would mean that the Rockies are are average, which uh, they're below average for revenue, et cetera. So you might expect them to be. But I don't know. I don't know how much how much can you spend on minor league player development really beyond you know what you have to pay. It's not yeah. like there's it's not like there's big salary minor leaguers that that some you know rich teams have or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, so ten million for that. Uh, let's see. Um, Scouting? How much do they spend on scouting on their scouting department? Uh, I guess I'll guess like half of what they spend on player development, maybe. So you're guessing ten million dollars, even though we know that it. Uh, are you are no, you guessing, guessing half? five? Because we know because okay. you told me ten. I, I wasn't sure if you were a self-correcting machine or not. Um, so it is four point three million dollars on scouting. Huh. They have a four four point three million dollars scouting budget. Okay. Um, and finally, umpires. How much do you think the Rockies spend on umpires? Uh, so is, I don't even know how umpires are paid. <laughs> is no. It, do all all thirty teams pay? Do they split it? Presumably. Um, gosh, all right. Uh, so what are there, like 70 umpires or something like that? Something like that? Uh, I'll, I'll guess there's 70 just as an approximation. There might be, might be more if you count some of the part-time ones. Um, so I don't know, 70, and I'll guess that umpires make... Uh, Two hundred thousand? I should not have asked you this. 
Uh, so that two hundred thousand that they spend. So no, no. So oh, oh gosh, Ben, come on, pick <laughs> it up, pick 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 it up. So like five hundred thousand. They spend one point five million dollars on umpires, which yeah. um, if you exclude spring training, which you you know that's a that's an expense. There's umpires for that, and you exclude the postseason, which the Rockies are never in. That means that on average, the home team is spending. Uh, you know, just about twenty thousand dollars a game on umpires, huh. which it, it so, includes a lot of things. I mean, there's the salary so and there's the pension and everything, out. but also the umpire has to tra- the umpires all have to travel, so presumably that's yes. part of the umpire cost. Right. So there's four guys flying around and living in hotels and getting a per diem and probably a pretty good per diem, mm-hmm. um, but still twenty grand per game, maybe less, maybe fifteen grand, fifteen thousand dollars when you watch a baseball game. A car has been spent on your umpires every single game, and there's thirty. You know, there's fifteen games a day, uh, constantly, uh, and they're spending fifteen grand every day on umpires. That's not useful information, but it now it's something you know. Yeah, it's surprising. That's I'd never really considered that. People talk about the cost of of replacing umpires uh, with various technological means. Um, but apparently it would be a lot less than actually paying umpires, although I, I think it would be difficult to to dispense with them altogether, so you'd probably end up paying for both. But wow, that's interesting. That's a lot. Here's So do, I wonder why there – I guess – I don't know. I guess it's a, a matter of uh, you know potentially a conflict of interest or something would arise. But you wonder maybe why they don't just have an umpiring crew for each city that doesn't travel and whatever team comes in to face the home crowd, they get the same umpires. I guess the home team would have, you know, a, such a relationship with the umpire that the, mm-hmm. um, the objectivity would be uh, questioned uh, yeah. over time. But also I think people like the home team having an advantage. It's, it's more fun when the home team wins. So I don't actually know that I have a problem with that. Huh. Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would. I would also. All right, so did you read the A-Rod piece in New York? Nope. Oh, Ben, you, you're a lucky man. You are luckier than me because you get to read it now, and I never get to read it again for the first time. Wow, I look uh, forward to it. I really I took it easy over this little break we had. Well, it uh, just came out. like It came out hours ago or minutes oh, ago. It came okay, out then. not long ago. Uh, so it's by Steve Fishman, who is not a sports writer, which um, I always think that's a good – if you're going to dive deep on a big story in your magazine, I would not hire my, my sports guy to do it uh, just because there's too many – Not for A-Rod. I mean that's barely a sports story. What do you mean? Well, if, if it were a, a, a real sports story, I think you get something from having someone who, who works in sports all the time, but, but A-Rod is – almost the sports is almost irrelevant in his story yeah okay fine uh you haven't read the piece why are you sharing your opinion <laughs> i don't know sorry <laughs> anyway. i'll hang up now <laughs> uh this this piece is incredible and i i wanted to bring it up to talk about just because it continues i mean we talked about the a-rod stuff in july or whenever it broke and we were sort of unsure about how it was going to play because there was this sense early on that MLB had gotten their hands dirty on some of this stuff. And um, it could go either way. It could be seen as a thing that you know, validates uh, uh, you know, their, their position that, that drugs are a scourge and need to be taken you know, uh, 
with with uh, you know any weapon that they can use, or it can just make them look like they're down in the muck uh, with a rod and uh, they lose the the moral high ground or whatever. So um, this story, it uh, among other things, it details the um, the path that the Biogenesis Notebook took uh, from Biogenesis to Major League Baseball, and um, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. There's probably some stuff that maybe had come out and maybe I had heard, but had I had forgotten about or or what. But there's also, I think, probably a lot of stuff that is not. Anyway, the point is that there was uh, basically a, a a little bit of a there was a there was a grudge. There was a there was bad blood over a loan. Uh, with uh, this guy who sort of vaguely was connected to Biogenesis. He got the whole thing rolling, and then it became this big, like, kind of classic Miami story where there are all sorts of people running in different directions trying to get paid. Um, There's uh, bank robbers. Uh, There are guys hiding in their cars with with a gun, a loaded gun, because they think that there's been a hit taken out on their life. Mm -hmm. Um, There are Shady X cops. There are so many lawyers, um, and there's a ton of money. And so the thing that is most shocking to me about this— There's some romance. Wasn't someone sleeping with someone also? Yes. Okay, so uh, uh, Mullen, who is, I believe, uh, uh, MLB's lead investigator, Uh former former cop, I think I'm going to scan this before we finish to make sure I did say that right, but Mullen slept with uh, one potential witness— according to the witness, and Alex Rodriguez's attorneys later paid $105,000 for text messages between Mullen and the witness. And this is just sort of a classic, this is maybe the best detail in the whole thing. I mean, this is like everything you would want in the story summed up in one relationship (laughs) and in one dollar figure. Because everybody who's got anything they can sell is trying to sell it and jack the price up. Um, And so, yeah, so the person who... I presumably the the witness uh, sold the text messages for one hundred and five thousand dollars, and so we don't actually know. Like like this could be a lot of different things. It could be that he slept with the witness in the way that like sometimes CIA agents, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like undercover and they like like maybe he was trying to get information right. and he was he was trying to 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 like build this bond with her, or maybe he's just sort of like you know dude who sleeps with people he shouldn't uh-huh. and then and then we don't know her either maybe she's in the whole maybe the whole time she's thinking i wonder what i can get for these text messages or maybe she's a secret agent who knows <laughs> these, are all, this is an, these are all classic tropes of, of spy fiction and so mullen is uh the head of his investigations unit a former new york city cop who had a team of a dozen investigators working for him along with local private detectives oh my gosh imagine the, the local private detectives don't even come up in this story but they're miami private detectives <laughs> think of how many spin-off shows there are here <laughs> uh so the as I alluded to, though, the money is the incredible thing. Every dollar figure in this story will blow you away. The first thing, I don't know how much... Okay, here, here's another one. How much does to Bud, what the Rockies spend on umpiring. How much does Bud Seelig make a year, do you think? Oh, uh, I'm almost positive that I've heard this, and it was a big number. Um, gosh, like $30 million or something? Uh, 22 according okay. to this. Uh-huh. Which is crazy because yeah. this whole time, like so much of this, this, uh, so much of what gives this, um, this investigation oxygen is 
the fact that it's a rod and he makes so much money and you know the 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 uh, you know the league to some degree. I mean, the, one of the owners in the league has a huge financial incentive to get him suspended, and uh, the fact that he makes this much money is like this huge turning point in the tragedy that is A-Rod's career where everybody turned on him. And here, here's Bud Seeley making just about as much the whole time. <laughs> uh, 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 so I'm going to just I'm gonna s- scroll through some of the dollar figures. Um, Alex Rodriguez gave $25,000 to Bosch so that Bosch could get a lawyer, which looked suspicious to MLB. Um, uh, MLB uh, uh offered $125,000 to one guy who had stolen the notebooks, and he rejected it. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> this is a very good one. When the guy who actually gave the notebook to, well, he gave a flash drive with the notebook uh, to MLB for $125,000. Uh, this is a guy who uh seems to have stolen it. I don't it's hard to tell who stole what, but um he arranged for $125,000 in cash and when he when he met with them in a diner, he had a friend film the meeting on an iPhone and he later sold that film, that video to A-Rod for $200,000. <laughs> so he got more for the video than he got for the notebook, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, when Bosch finally agreed to play ball, play ball, mm. that's a baseball term. <laughs> when he finally agreed to play ball with Major League Baseball, uh, Major League Baseball said, well, we can't pay you. That would be, that would be, you know, we obviously couldn't do that. So instead they, you know, as everybody knows, they dropped, they dropped their lawsuit and, uh, against him and his brother. Uh, but Bosch also had concerns about his safety. I'm reading now. And Manfred said MLB would pay for a security detail for a year. How much do you think a security detail for a year costs, Ben? <sighs> um, like $500,000? dollars <laughs> wow. they are paying $800,000 for this guy's security. Uh, <laughs> they also agreed to pay his legal fees. Ben, how much do you think his lawyers have earned in a three-month period? Ugh. <laughs> more than the security detail more than a million dollars yeah <laughs> wow um, okay yeah that, that's the answer the answer is more than a million dollars yeah Don't keep it. Uh, right. so then here's here's a story of how more stuff got stolen uh this guy who originally sold the uh the the documents to mlb uh he uh it's a very complicated story, but the original source of those documents apparently had more stuff. So this guy lured him to a tanning salon where he told him he had a new tanning spray. <laughs> While the guy was distracted in the tanning salon, uh, the apparently, allegedly, uh, suspiciously somehow, uh, somebody broke into his uh, the trunk of his car, pried it open, stole four boxes of documents along with a laptop and a handgun. A week later, the guy who had lured him to the tanning salon uh, took uh, had all of the stuff from the car, though he wouldn't say how. He called MLB's investigator, who flew down. They had another meeting at the diner, this time for $25,000, and MLB claimed not to know the documents were stolen, but the Boca police report of the break-in says that an investigator working for MLB had called about the incident before the payment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good, Ben. It's so good. Yeah, uh, we have to do a treatment of this for... Uh, 
sounds like a, a great script. It sounds like The Counselor, maybe. Have you seen The Counselor? No, <laughs> but it sounds like The Counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I'd like to. I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, I've heard it's the worst ever and pretty good. Oh, interesting. I heard uh, Only God Forgives is the worst ever. That seems to be what everybody is currently uh, saying is the worst ever. So does anyone come out of this article looking worse than anyone else, or does everyone just look awful? Well, or I mean, gosh, the thing about it, Ben, is that I think you can make the case, and I, I, I sort of made this case back in the summer, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it, but I think you can make the case that the dirtier MLB gets, the better it looks for Bud, that basically um, – He's he's saying we're not naive anymore. We're not going to pretend that you know that that guys are going to follow the rules. Uh, we know that this is a dirty, dirty industry. Everything's underground. They will do anything to cheat. It's notable that all 14 players on this um, on this list never pat never failed a drug test. Mm -hmm. So you know if you're the if you're Major League Baseball and you're saying we got to clean things up, the worse it gets, the more it justifies you getting dirty. I mean, this is almost like. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like, well, I don't know. I'm not going to get into anything political or anything foreign affairs. You know where I'm going, though. The, uh, it seems as though um, you can make the case that MLB is showing that they can play um, just as dirty as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that that's the only way you're ever going to stop this or, or at least not stop it necessarily. But the only way to create um, you know, enough pressure um, that it's not a slam dunk to do it. Um, so... I don't know that there's anything that MLB could do short of kidnapping a child um, that, uh, that that wouldn't, in my in my narrative, in my premise, um, play to their to their advantage. Yeah. Did uh, did you see the annual drug test report that was released a couple days ago? I did. Uh, so there were over five thousand drug tests, over four thousand urine samples. Uh, and there were eight positive tests, and all of them were for stimulants, seven of which were for Adderall. So no one tested positive for steroids or, or any any non-stimulant uh, performance-enhancing drug. And then there were the 13 non-analytical positives, the, the biogenesis people. So, so yeah, I mean— they, is A-Rod left out of that? Is it 13 uh, plus, plus A-Rod is— I don't know. I, I don't think they had names— um, okay. but so, so they had almost twice as many non-test positives as they had test positives. And, and we did talk about that, how people were saying, well, they have this program now, so they should just let the program do its thing and not, not go beyond the drug test and try to dig up dirt on anyone. But they kind of, kind of have to, if they're really serious about policing it, because, Clearly, people are finding ways to, to beat the drug test somehow. And if they are really serious and not just, you know, going through the motions and looking through the other way, then looking the other way, then then they they kind of have to get down and dirty like this to to be serious about it and catch people. Yeah, I and I mean, this that's a great um, I mean, that's an American <laughs> that is something that Americans generally like and that plays well until you start convicting innocent people. Uh, and so they have to make sure that this doesn't uh, catch an innocent person. If it turns out that, um, that in fact, uh, there was no code and that all of A-Rod's texts 
to Bosch were really about food and gummy, <laughs> gummy, gummy, gummy candies, uh, then it's going to look pretty bad for Major League Baseball. You, it all works until you execute an innocent man. Uh, doesn't it doesn't seem like anybody thinks that's necessarily the case here. And they, Major League Baseball picked a really good guy to to try this tactic on because uh, even if A. Rod's innocent, he's got you know he's got a positive in his past. Nobody's crying for him. Um, and so you know to some degree, they probably feel like they're bulletproof in this case. And maybe they are. Nobody's going to take A. Rod's side really. Although generally, no one's going to take Bud Selig's side either. I mean, it's not as though Bud is going to be. Um, you know, beloved in any way, but right. you know, this is going to be the sort of thing that um, his his legacy is is you know, fifty years from now is is probably still in doubt, and uh, this probably works pretty well for him. And in fact, uh, if if he has the reputation of taking on mobsters and bank robbers, um, <laughs> nobody's going to remember the tactics. Nobody's going to remember who slept with whom. Um, Probably, probably. Now, if there's like, if there's some, if they go too far and there's like a congressional investigation or something like that, or, uh, you know, if they like, I don't know, they lost their antitrust exemption or something over this, then that would, that would sting him. But right now it seems like he's playing this pretty well from his end, especially if, if he, if he gets the suspension, um, that he's going for my favorite detail, no, my, not my favorite detail. I have a million favorite details, but one detail I liked was that the guy who sold the, uh, the the documents, the flash drive to MLB, uh, when he got the okay, so when he starts trying to sell his uh, quote, he began by making a market. Uh, he called he cold called A Rod's camp, which wasn't interested, nor was the handler of Ryan Braun, another player linked to Biogenesis. He even called the Baseball Hall of Fame, figuring he could sell the documents as memorabilia. Uh, and you kind of wonder why didn't ML, the Baseball Hall of Fame totally should have bought that? I mean, if if, basically, if the Baseball Hall of Fame really wants to grapple with steroids mm-hmm. in a in a way that is going to get us past this like weird standoff in the Hall of Fame, um, it seems like that would have been the perfect thing to do to start with and say you know to say we truly are a museum, we truly are are not just a place where um, you know we we. Uh, you know, build up hagiographies of you know flawed people. Um, we're we're a museum. We tell the truth. And if they had had this, um, I, I don't know. It seems like it would have been a good idea. But they did didn't. he did he call any media outlets? Does it say? It does not say. Uh, although he does try to sell uh, stuff to the New York Magazine writer while he is being interviewed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Did he try to sell the video of their interview? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, great piece. Everybody should read it. Um, and uh, blanket allegedly over everything because I'm not sure what I what I might have accidentally misread or repeated. Uh-huh. Uh, so allegedly, pretty sure everybody's innocent. Um, <laughs> but it's a fun stuff. Fun stuff. Good stuff for baseball. Actually, I will say the whole thing is really when you go one level deeper, it makes you just think how how pathetic and fleeting life is that like these guys are totally ruining their themselves uh for something that doesn't actually matter and like nobody's happy at the end of it like they all could have been happy if they'd just been uh satisfied with you know what they had but nope everybody's got to get more and now here we are everybody's awful everybody's robbing banks and it's awful sounds like a raymond chandler story or something i I, this is my i look forward to reading it's my favorite my favorite thing since 
since a Rudd's last interview, I guess. I really enjoyed that one, too. Where I w- went on WFAN, yeah. and, and the, the best part was how he tried to he tried to get New York's sentiment on his side by by pitting, like, New York against Bud Selig and, and being like, he won't come to testify at my hearing because he hates New York, uh, mm-hmm. which was great because Major League Baseball's offices are in New York. Bud Selig's in New York all the time, but he won't come because he hates New York. And so it was it was like a, a WWE-style promo, which I think baseball should have more of. And, uh, and it was sort of a came down to whether people are more likely to sympathize with A-Rod or Bud Selig. And judging from the reaction to that interview, it's, it's probably pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had something I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. Okay. All right. Are we done? Uh, yeah. I want to go reread this. <laughs> all right. Oh, I remember what I was oh. going to say. I okay. remember what I was going to say. It's not going to – now the timing's all off. Uh-huh. It's not good. It's good. Well, you know how you did the thing on the the unfiltered on Hall of it's it's not the Hall of Fame. It's it's yes. not the Hall of you know the Hall of Blank. It's not the yes. Hall of Blank. Well, I was gonna say that over the next week you could probably do a it sounds like a blank story and just fill in <laughs> authors because uh-huh. I think everybody's yeah, gonna be saying it sounds like we've got Cormac McCarthy down and and Raymond Chandler already. Uh, yeah, and Elmore Leonard is the the most uh-huh. uh, the most popular one, and there will be you know Carl Hyacin and <laughs> I, I forget who Marchman had one, and yeah, lots of there's going to be lots of these. <laughs> All right, I'll keep track. Uh, James Elroy is what Tim Marchman said. Mm. Okay. All right, uh, so we'll be back tomorrow with some other uplifting story about baseball. Uh, send us emails at podcast at baseballperspectives dot com.